Hello loves, this is Annette of AnnetteLeonard.com, back again with Chronic Wellness. Today, on this Tuesday before New Year's Eve, coming up on Thursday, that's right folks, we're going to be done with 2020, that's right, this dumpster fire of a year is about to be over, and I could not be more thrilled about it. Not that I think 2021 is the great hope, not that I think everything begins anew and afresh on the clock stroke of midnight, but just because this has been a particularly horrific year in my life and the lives of so many that I know and love, and I wonder how it's been in your life, uh, but I'm ready to be done. And today I'm going to regale you with one last story from my time of extended quarantine from my wife that I had over the holidays. And this, I hope, will just tickle your funny bone. So um, on the Friday after Thanksgiving, uh, my wife is out in our little camper van in our driveway quarantining for me. And she calls me sheepishly to say, that which we feared might happen has come to pass. I.e., while my sister was down visiting from Alaska, she went out about an hour outside of town to visit Beck's aunt and uncle, my wife's aunt and uncle, and now she's back in Alaska and has called to say that the contact tracers have been in touch because the aunt and uncle have COVID. And that means that when Beck's sister came back and continued to hang around with the family over Thanksgiving, if the aunt and uncle had COVID at that time, she also spread it to the others that she was with. I mean, this is just, it's how it happens, right? The people don't know that they're sick. They then hang out with other people spreading the disease before they even realize that they have it. And so my wife called me to say, I may have been exposed which is the whole reason we're quarantining. So thank goodness we're already quarantining. The I have not been exposed. And about an hour later, there's this like chirp in the house. You know the one, the one that says a battery in one of your smoke detectors is chirping. <laughs> and then, you know, begins the process of like, which smoke detector? And so it's that very undignified, like, go stand under each smoke detector and figure out <laughs> which one it is. And we live in a 1950, exactly 1950 house. Um, and we have added on to the space and we've added on one room. And so all of our ceilings in this house are quite low, less than eight foot ceilings in all of the house, except one room. And in that one room, we put vaulted ceilings, like in a back sunroom. And that vaulted ceiling is like 14 foot off the ground. And guess which smoke detector is going off? You guessed it, folks. It's the one in the 14 foot ceilings. <laughs> and so as soon as the chirping starts happening, both dogs start wigging out. They're, they are not down for this. So I call my wife in the camper van. She doesn't answer, she's on another phone call. So I run out to the driveway and I knock and she is like, I'm on the phone. And I'm like, I know. And then she hears it and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I'm fine. There's no fire, but 
smoke detector. So she opens the door and both dogs just go running out into the camper van with her. I come back into the house to continue my search, figure out that it's that one. By that time she's gotten off the phone, she's in a mask, she's in the driveway saying, which one, which one? And I'm like, you know which one? And she's like, no, yes. The one with the 14 foot ceilings. And so I'm like, get me the ladder out of the garage. And she's like, Annette, there is no way I am letting you climb 14 feet up to be on a ladder to change that smoke detector battery. And I'm like, well, there's no two ways around that. Like I am the one in the house. You're the one being quarantined and with good reason because somebody in your family has COVID. So that's where we are. And she's like, no, you may not. And I was like, well, what else are we gonna do? And she said, you are gonna open these two sliders in this room so that there's good airflow. I'm gonna put on my mask. You're gonna hand me the battery. You're gonna leave the battery out and I'm gonna come in. It's gonna take less than five minutes for me to scale that ladder, swap out that battery, get back down, take the ladder out. You just leave the door to the bedroom closed, stay back there for a good 15 to 20 minutes while we have the fan blowing and those doors open, we'll air it out and that'll be that. Well, nothing about that felt good to me. I was like, this is the reason why we're doing this quarantine is so that you're not in the house with me with those germs that may or may not have been cross-contaminated with someone who has COVID. And here we are in this high stress, what feels like high stakes situation and nothing about that feels good. And she was like, I don't care if it feels good. You tip over when you are on the ground. I am not gonna risk you tipping over 14 feet in the air. And so I opened those two back doors and I started to cry and I went to the bedroom and I closed the door. And we have these uh, little robotic speakers in our house and so we turned those on so that she could talk to me from the room she was in through those speakers like an intercom and uh, climbed up on the ladder safely, got up there and it chirped right when she was about to open it and replace the battery and she screams out, it's not this one. <laughs> So all of this drama and all of this rigmarole and that's not even the smoke detector that needs its battery replaced. You've got to be kidding me. So she comes back down the ladder and leaves the house and calls me once she gets back out to the camper van. And I was like, it is that one. I don't, I don't know what you mean. Like I stood underneath each of them. That is the room where it's beeping. And she said, I was up there by it when it chirped and that is not the one that chirped. So start over again. So I did, you know, and it takes like a good minute for each of them to go off, you know, so started again. I am in that room and I hear it chirp and I was like, it is this one. So she's now in the driveway and we've got the screen door open. She's got her mask on and she's like, check the dining room. And I was like, the dining room doesn't have a smoke detector. And she was like, no, but the dining room has a carbon monoxide detector plugged into the wall. And I was like, what? And so I look and I listen and lo and behold, the chirp happens again. And it's 
the carbon monoxide detector. And she's like, unplug it from the wall and read on the back. It'll tell you what those chirps mean because it was more than one like beep. And so I unplug it and she's like, what does it say? And I was like, I don't know. They printed it in like one point font <laughs> and I don't have my glasses on. And she's like, well, go get your glasses. And I was like, well, if I'm being carbon monoxide poisoned, I need to like head to the outdoors and the glasses are deeper in the house. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not, I'm so stressed and I'm not thinking clearly at this point. And she's like, go get your glasses. So I go get my glasses. and. I'm sorry, but screw you first alert. This is a terrible system. So our carbon monoxide detector, which plugs into the wall, is made by first alert. And it says on the back, I kid you not, it says, if one beep per minute, it means this. Two beeps per minute means this. Three beeps per minute means this. Four beeps per minute means this. Five beeps per minute means this thing is garbage. Throw it away and get a new one. So. I like have to plug it back in and count how many beeps per minute we are now at before I know whether or not I'm being carbon monoxide poisoned. You've got to be shitting me. It needs to be like one long beep. You're going to get dead. And one beep in a minute means time to throw this sucker away. <laughs> and so all of this dance and all of this stress over a carbon monoxide detector that in fact was garbage and needed to be thrown away <laughs> and i never needed the ladder and i never needed to bring my wife in to sort this out and i didn't need the doors open and i just feel like this tale is such a good one to demonstrate like how we are not at our best under stress how there are these decoys of things that seem like they require our attention but aren't actually the thing that requires our attention. Sometimes it's the thing that's plugged in that you weren't looking at that needs your attention. And if it highlights anything for me, it's that I don't make my best decisions under stress and duress. And it feels like all the decisions I've had to make this year were in that condition. And so returning to my center, getting handle on myself, remembering my contemplative practices, remembering who I am, and acting from that place is always, always going to get me a better result than running around like a chicken with my head cut off, making bad decisions, not thinking I have time to put on my glasses, crying as I head back into my room, thinking I need to be on the 14-foot ladder because I'm acting out of stress and panic. There it is, my last story for you about my time in quarantine. The, I hope that you have found a way to make peace with your holidays this year, and I am looking forward to greeting you in the new year with new stories and ideas about how we manage these lives with chronic illness, how to find wellness, how to not be defined by these diseases that we are dealing with on a daily basis. So I hope in the midst that you are finding ways to be well. 
Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Talk to you in 2021.